Once, before the age of streaming, there was a place called Blockbuster Video, and it was the only place you could get movies. That was it. That was the only place. I mean, there were other ones, but look, it was Blockbuster Video, and if you were running late and you didn't want any more late fees, you had to go and drop it in the Blockbuster Quick Drop. Blockbuster. Film. School. Blockbuster. Film school. Quick Drop. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the fabulous, world-acclaimed Blockbuster Film School. I'm Alex Bonner, joined as always by the fabulous Mr. Nicholas Souter. Fabulous must mean sweaty. What are you talking about? We're in a state-of-the-art sound system. Yes, the state-of-the-art in like, like 90 years ago <laughs> when nobody needed air conditioning. Why were people wearing so much clothes in like the 1920s? What are you doing? It's hot as balls. It's a sign of wealth. I guess it's like everybody, poor people are wearing suits and ties. What is happening? Everyone, also, cloth only costs a quarter. Did deodorant even exist back then? Holy shit. No, everybody smelled like me. <laughs> It's like cake frosting. Anyways, we're going to get this going here. We're joined as always with super producer Brian Tips. What it is. Nice to see you, Brian. He's literally melting. Brian is having himself a time. Don't worry. We've got White Claw to cool him, to quench his thirst. Please sponsor us, White Claw. And I'm drinking Listerine. <laughs> that song from Bush? I quit. <laughs> so, everybody, we're doing one of our quick drops. It's a little short thing. Me and Nick talk about a movie that is infinitely watchable. Maybe a movie you haven't seen in a while. A movie you could pick up at the uh, local video store, or you could probably rent on streaming. I'm sure it's on one of the streaming services. I don't know which one it is, and if you're listening to this 10 years from now, I'm sure it's on a different one. So, this week, Nick's pick. We've chosen one of the great movies of all time. We've chosen the Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost classic, Shaun of the Dead. Nick, when was the first time you ever saw Shaun of the Dead? It's two answers. The first time I saw Shaun of the Dead was I bought a bootleg when I was working at Blockbuster for $5 off of this cab driver who never wanted to pay his late fees. That's amazing. So he paid part of his late I'm like, you literally drive past every day. You just go to Midway. Why don't you just pay your late fees? Like, you come by it most days. He's like, I don't want to. I'm like, fine. So he gave me... Personal preference. A bootleg of Shaun the Dead for five bucks and then paid half his late fee. It only worked on a bootleg DVD player I bought off of somebody else. <laughs> if you work at a blockbuster on the south side oh, yeah. in the early 2000s, somebody will come by and try to sell you a fake something of everything. Absolutely. You ever tried bootleg Sprite? It's just flat seven up. It's terrible. <laughs> Anyways. So <laughs> that's a level of bootleg I never got to. I don't think I watched it on uh, this DVD player that wasn't, but I saw it in theaters the day it opened. Hell yeah. And I saw both cuts. So the American version and the UK version Ooh. have different songs. Yes. Cause they have different clearings. And also it's like, you know, different audiences are not going to do everything the same. So the part where he's on the bus it's just like that thing. Mm-hmm. Totally different. It's the Muppets. But I was in love with this movie when I saw the trailer. Sometimes I'll just go and watch the trailer just to cheer myself up. Shaun of the Dead is one of the movies where if it just starts over, like when the DVD's over, it just starts. I'm like, well, I guess I'm watching this again. Why not? It's literally infinitely watchable. I, you could I, run it on a loop. This entire movie came out of an idea that was an episode of 
oh shit, what was spaced? that show? Spaced. Yes. Where Edgar Wright. No, I know Edgar Wright was a director, yeah. but uh, Simon Pegg's character took a bunch of speed so he could keep playing uh, Resident Evil. <laughs> it's an amazing episode. Yeah, it's a goddamn blast. <laughs> so they came up with this movie. It's an homage to Night of the Living Dead, but more than anything, it's an homage to Dawn of the Dead title. Yes. They got to actually hang out with George Romero and show him the movie, and he didn't pick up on the part where <laughs> Nick Frost's character goes, we're coming to get you, Barbara. And Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright were both in Land of the Dead, that god-fucking-awful George Romero movie. It's a lot better movie now. Yeah, I, I kind of liked Land when, of the Dead. Especially after fucking that orange piece of shit was president. But <laughs> the thing is, with George Romero movies... He started off like making these amazing zombie movies where like the political statements were accidental. Yeah. And then as he got older, the political statements were the main thing and they wouldn't let him do anything other than make zombie movies. So he's just like, oh, guess what? They can talk now. This one has John Leguizamo. Yeah. I like John Leguizamo. (laughs) I do too. Yeah. I do too. But uh, Shaun the Dead is in my top three favorite zombie movies because there's also like. There's parts of this that freak me the fuck out. There's that yeah. part where when they finally leave the house and they steal Peter Sivowitz's car, prick. And there's just a fucking body in a body bag on a fucking stretcher yeah. just rocking up and down trying to get out. I'm like, that is terrifying. That's terrifying. It's amazing. I agree with you. They're, like, Edgar Wright has that great sense of his movies are very funny and very, like, interesting, but if he wants to try and scare you, he'll do he'll it. Scare you. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And it is one of the funnier movies I've ever seen. The first time I ever saw it, I was working at Blockbuster and just was one of my two free rentals. You know, when you work there, quote unquote, two free rentals, AKA as many free rentals as you want. The statute of limitations is definitely over as Blockbuster does not exist anymore, but I took it as a DVD, I believe. And yes, definitely a DVD. And then watched it with my roommate and my girlfriend at the time. And it just sort of instantly blew my mind. I was instantly like of a movie, you know, sometimes you see a movie and you're just instantly in when they had the thing that starts with ghost town, the specials song and it's over and they do a little homage to George Romero that everybody working at target is just scanning the stuff all in rhythm. They're all, and then everyone's walking around in rhythm. Everyone's already a zombie, you know, it's kind of, and ghost town, such a cool song. And, and then it just cuts hard in that way that Edgar Wright used to really like to do his editing where it just has these hard whip crack edits. And he still does that. He still does it a little bit. He's kind of gone into a little more of like a Hollywood style, I think with, uh, you know, baby driver and, Last night in Soho, but instantly you see Simon Pegg, who I'd never, I'd never seen spaced. I'd never seen him before. And instantly I like this guy. And then there's Nick Frost and they're hilarious. And it just keeps getting weirder and funnier and, but also scarier and crazier and funnier and scarier and crazier. And it just keeps escalating. And absolutely. I watched it at least two times before I returned it. I love the shit out of it. The fact that it's about all these relationships and when you brought it up, I remember researching it. One of my favorite things where they changed it for an American audience was, there's the part where the camera. Well, there's the part where there's a zombie lady in their backyard. <laughs> and in the American version, Simon Pegg delivers this amazing line where he goes, she's so drunk. Right. And in the British version, he says, she's so pissed. Like, because in America, pissed means something different, but it's such an insane movie. And, and it's the beginning of the Coronetto trilogy for the nerds. It is, the way that movie flows, I mean, it's the first really big Edgar Wright movie. So all of a sudden you see this sort of genius director doing something that I know. What is his first feature? Yeah, right. 
the way he makes movies, the way he sort of escalates things and de-escalates and comes back and has inside jokes that maybe you don't even know, but you're instantly in on it when they have the two parties of people running around in the zombie apocalypse and then they meet up and they're basically the same. They're like mirror images where there's a man, his friend, his weird ex-girlfriend, her boyfriend, you know, it's like, and they all run into each other and this, there's a strange mirror image of also famous British comedians. I just, man, this is, this is something else. I don't know. What's your favorite scene in uh, Shaun of the Dead, Nick? This is going to get dark. Uh-oh. My favorite scene is where he kills his mom. <laughs> because uh, it's fucking heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. It is real shit. This is a comedy, but at the same time, if he wants to make it scary, he'll make it scary. If yeah. he wants to make it funny, it's funny. If he wants you to be creeped out in suspense, he got it. If he wants you to fucking feel part of your soul die he can make it happen the part yes. where liz finds the oh, handkerchief liz. the mom put on yeah. her wrist and then she doesn't want to tell him and then he has to deal with that and then dylan moran's fucking threatening to kill him and then he's <laughs> like he shout out to dylan moran dylan moran he's like you have to do it, Pickle. And then, like, <laughs> she dies and comes back, and he has to fucking do it. This entire movie is about getting your shit together. It's literally mm. a line. He writes yeah. it in a fucking erase board. Yeah. Get your fucking life in order, mate. When this movie came out, I did not have my shit together. And as I'm older now, approaching 40, and we're talking about this movie again, I still don't have my shit together. But... <laughs> But if a zombie apocalypse breaks out, zombie apocalypse breaks out. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Are you going to keep me in a fucking shed in the backyard if I'm a zombie? Like, is that what's going to happen? First of all, I'm not building a shed. Second of all, (laughs) if there's a zombie apocalypse, I'm just going to go running into the street, screaming on top of my lungs, and I'm going to get out of this real fast. Anyways, that's my favorite scene because it is like the end of this movie is heartbreaking. You care about these characters a lot. You get in with it. Like, you really care. But my two favorite, like, scenes that are not Mamacide, I don't know if that's Mamacide. Mamacide is the scene where they play Queen and beat up oh, yeah. the fucking zombies to the rhythm. But also, just a little joke where uh, his stepdad dies in the car and he's telling his mom, it's not him anymore. It's gone. You don't have to accept it. He was my dad, but he's gone. There's nothing that resembles the man you married in that car. And then Bill Knightley reaches over the seat and turns off the radio. And then you just hear him go. Ugh. <laughs> I was like, that's fucking amazing. Also, Bill Knightley. All these oh, amazing yeah. actors. I mean, honestly, they called in all the big dogs of, as we were talking about, like, you know, Peter Serafinowitz and... I love the I love the part with Rafe's ball where you go red on you. Like now he's like a handsome leading actor guy, but he was like this shithead kid. You go red on you. He's actually seventeen in that movie. (laughs) And then that's the best part is he's the one who's calling Nick Frost for weed when he gives away their position outside of the fucking Winchester. (laughs) The Winchester, yes, of course. Also, that idea it hit me very hard. It's like you go to this bar all the time. I'm like, what are you talking about? I definitely wouldn't go to Bucktown Pub immediately. The zombie apocalypse breaks out. Oh, wait, uh, or the native. I don't know. <laughs> Shout out. But yes, it is such an amazing movie. It is such a, and it changed the game, man. It was one of those ones that came out in like 2004. And all of a sudden there was different genres. And all of a sudden Simon Pegg is a movie star. I mean, it's. He's third banana to the largest 
Scientologist in the world in a Mission Impossible series, but he's also I'll, Scotty on the huge Star Trek reboot movies. And, I don't watch those, and okay. I think most of his movies are yes, terrible. No one else watches those at all. These billion dollar movies. <laughs> I'm I'm not I'm not here for those people. But here's the thing: uh, most of his movie, Nick Frost, really doesn't have a movie career. He and does. He name four Nick Frost movies that aren't Edgar Wright movies. So Simon Pegg is in all these. <laughs> I know he's in the. J.J. Abrams' Star Wars movies, and then he's in the Mission Impossible movies. His movies outside of those are not great. They have failed a little. Yeah. I, who knows? They're probably hugely successful in England. I They're don't not. Know. I've okay. seen a lot of them. Okay. They're not. They're not. And I, I will say this here, and it hurts to admit, I know that Hot Fuzz is a better movie. It is a better made movie. But this movie, Shaun the Dead, yeah. I don't know. It just, I, I like love, it better. It's just there. I love the world's end too. I mean, I think it's a great movie too. And that's all, the sad one. That is the sad one, but and they all have kind of a point about growing up and about, yeah. you know, having to do something different with your life, you know, or even though these terrible giant sci-fi things are happening, it, it becomes a very personal story, which yeah. I like very much about just in general about Edgar Wright's movies, especially back then. He's like, yeah, these will be super funny and super weird and a little bit scary, but really it will be about, something bigger than yourself and it'll be a universal idea and about whether or not you really give a shit about your friends and the people who love you. Like, and that in our civilization, we kind of are trained almost to take our friends and our loved ones for granted and then have a chaotic situation. Then you would actually have to fucking be who you really are. You know, you'd have to see who you really are. Are you a coward? Are you, callous are you willing to throw your friends and loved ones down the fucking drain or are you willing to fucking get a cricket bat and fight off fucking goddamn zombies and it's amazing i love it i love the shit out of it i think my favorite scene is that beginning scene though where his girlfriend is just like not having it and him but him and nick frost are just doing these inside jokes that you suddenly are now part of where he's doing a chimpanzee impression and it's funny. It's genuinely funny. I agree with you that it's infinitely rewatchable and it just instantly becomes great. Instantly funny. Any other takes? I'm so glad you picked it. It's such a great movie. What's your favorite uh, insane cameo of British people in this? Oh, I don't have one. Oh, I, I don't know. I was just tossing it. I like, I like the fat twins and zombies. <laughs> and uh, my final thought is it's not Electro. It's not electric. Oh my God. When they get all fucking drunk and yeah. start listening, I was like, I don't know if I've ever seen a movie where it's so perfectly expressed our weird generation of like, I work these stupid jobs. Yeah. Nothing matters. Me and my idiot friends get drunk and listen to music. And we debate whether or not dogs can look up. <laughs> Throwing records at people. Batman soundtrack. Throw it. Yes. I also like Martin Freeman is there. I mean, there's just, <laughs> just shows up out of nowhere. These dickhead, hilarious British actors. It's so solid. Well, this has been a quick drop. We just wanted to let you know that you should watch Shaun of the Dead again. You should do it. It's important. And uh, I'm going to cut this off now so that uh, Brian doesn't die from heat stroke. <laughs> He's literally <laughs> He's just pouring white claw. He's breathing like a pug dog over He's not here. even drinking the white claw. He's just pouring it all over himself now. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to The Quick Drop. I'm Alex Bonner with Nicholas Sauter and the super fabulous, super sweaty Brian Taps. We'll see you guys next week.